We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you like music, and you like podcasts, and you like to laugh, and you like to learn, you need to immediately subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we dive deep into the story and back catalog of a one-hit wonder band or artist. From there, we have a good, healthy discussion as to whether they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit wonder. We have a huge back catalog, and we've done episodes on everything from Don't Worry, Be Happy and the Macarena to King of Wishful Thinking and Cumbersome. I promise you're going to love the show more than Jaquan loved getting tipsy and even more than Bobby Boris Pickett loved making alternate versions of the Monster Match. Subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt. I feel like I haven't seen you forever. For the for the listeners, we've never left. But but you know, we we did our block recording months ago. Yeah. And we we've done like two or three little things. We got to meet face to face in Wayne at my first Weedis show, which was really exciting. But yeah, this is the this is the first time in a while we're sitting down for like a block recording for a block. Yeah. I, we did the one off with Chris. For yes. last week's uh, Eat It episode. But, but um, yeah, no, this is the first. We're diving into a new record headfirst now. And all in. And I am, I mean, let's get into it, right? This opening song, or I mean, Eat It's the opening song, but this song, Midnight Star. Yes. Here's the information I have about this. For starters, it was one of the first originals recorded for the album. Now, as we know with Al, he does the originals first and the parody second. So it's possible that this was the first song recorded at all for N3D. Um, it's a loving ode to supermarket tabloids. They made up a fictional one called Midnight Star. Uh, but in the liner notes of Permanent Record, Al stated that it was primarily about weekly world news, uh, specifically the article about the incredible frog boy helped inspire the song. And according to him, most of the tabloid headlines that are mentioned in the song are all real. He spent weeks collecting and looking through old tabloids to find the insane titles. Here's the big one. Initially, he thought that Midnight Star would be the lead single for the album, but relented and released Eat It instead. And not to play my hand too early here, but what a mistake, because this is arguably the best song on this entire album. This song fucking rules. (laughs) This is a great, great song. It's interesting. I'm glad you said that, because I do know that was documented, but I heard Al said that on stage. He played this song at the first time I saw him on the Vanity Tour, and he said on stage 
that he was really pushing for this to be the debut single from this record, and the label convinced him to do Eat It. And by Al's admission, he said they were probably right. <laughs> probably, but this is the this is a this is such a strong song. It's super the- strong. I mean, it's interesting to think about. Like, I, this is going to come up a ton as we continue here, but like in the grand scheme of Al's career, the originals only a couple originals have ever had any traction on radio or as a single. Yes. Um, it's really, really rare. And if he had done this, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, we don't get to see that. Like, it's interesting to know, like, would that have changed his career path significantly? Would it have tanked? Would he have not had the success that he had with now? Because Eat It, as we discussed, is like, that's the song that really establishes him. Yeah. It's crazy that I'm going to make this comparison. Yeah. But it, it totally makes sense. It's almost like the Goo Goo Dolls, right? Mm. Like, all things considered... The Goo Goo Dolls, I don't know if they still are. I haven't listened to a new album by the Goo Goo Dolls in forever. But for many, many records, well into them being at the peak of their popularity, there's two singers in the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> you know, it's true. But every single song that is a hit single that's released by the band is Johnny singing. Right. And if most people just assume Johnny's the lead vocalist, I'm pretty sure at this point when they play live... He's primarily the main singer throughout the band. Maybe the bassist gets like one or two songs and like That's a, a good question. I don't two know. Set. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know a ton about. I I did hear um, a couple of those early Goo Goo Dolls records, and I I knew what you were talking about, but I don't. Yeah. I haven't followed them too well. But you're right. It is a weird thing that like it's you can't help but wonder like if Goo Goo Dolls had followed up name with any one of the bassists' songs, mm-hmm. it could have established them as a group with two vocalists the same way that like blink 182 did like they would kind of alternate between like a tom song and a and a mark song on the single releases yeah and i wonder if this was because this is so early in his career i wonder if midnight star coming out as the lead single maybe it wouldn't have been the massive success that eat it ultimately became but i think it would have established him as the weird being more than just parodies yeah, to the general I mean, public. Because uh, c- to the general public, again, I think there are loads of people who don't even know that he writes original songs at all. Yeah. I feel like I encounter that in people all the time, that they just assume everything he does is a parody of something else. You know, if you're not an album person with him, if you have only heard his biggest songs, you're going to really only know parodies, with the only exception being uh, maybe Dare to be Stupid, which was close enough to Devo that I think some people might even think it is a parody. (laughs) And even that, like, Dare to be Stupid, it's like, as big as that song is to a lot of people, part of that's even just because it was in the Transformers movie that, like, a generation of kids grew up on. You know what I mean? And I... It's funny that you bring that up because this song isn't a style parody. It's one of the two originals that aren't style parodies, but... I feel like it sounds so specific and I can't put my finger on what band this sounds like to me. I I remembered hearing a while ago. So this is like, you know, it's funny because now I feel like we've gotten so much better with the information. I remember early on in internet looking into Al years, you know, I was probably a teenager still maybe. And somebody, I found a website where they went really far out of their way to try to attribute every single one of Al's originals as some form of style parody. Yeah. And Al has disproven that now. He has just straight up said some songs are just 
outright originals. I think he even has said this song particularly, he has shouted out as a, this is a parody of nothing. This is just an original song. But on that person's list, I feel like I remember them saying that they chalked this up to Springsteen. Which I, I don't really hear. I mean, it has some of that anthemic rock quality to it, the piano part. Yeah. I can sort of get some E Street Band vibe going on here, but I, it, this would be a pretty loose Bruce Springsteen uh, yeah, homage. Yeah, the only way you can do a Springsteen homage is like um, Adam Sandler. Maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a bonus episode or a bonus series when we're done all of the Al stuff. Mm. Um, just dedicate it to Adam Sandler's one album. What's Your Name, which is all original songs and no sketches. Yeah. Um, but he does a song called Lonesome Kicker that is like, that is a Bruce Springsteen style parody. There you it's go. Got, it's got, it's seven minutes long. It's got the ballady piano before the whole band kicks in. But more importantly than anything, if you're going to do a style parody of Bruce, you have to do the Bruce voice. And there's no Bruce voice anywhere. You have to do the Bruce it. voice, and arguably you have to have a saxophone solo. You need a sax solo. This is missing. It cannot. All it is disqualified. But you know what's funny is I did, Springsteen did jump into my mind when I was trying to think of what this reminded me yeah. of because of that keyboard. Because yeah. of that, like, dun, 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 dun. like it almost has like a, but then I realized that it's just because that's the sound of 84. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, this just reminds me of like all of the 70s rock that was slowly morphing into 80s music. So it's mm-hmm. like a little bit of meatloaf in there, a little bit of Springsteen. But this is, you're you're right. There is no true style parody. The construction of this song, though, dude, the, the I wrote in all caps, yo, that key change. <laughs> like... When they do that key change towards the end of the song, oh. it's unbelievable. This yeah. song is incredible. Yeah, this is really like, um, this is a really well written song. I mean, it's great. It's it's funny and it's weird as you'd expect him to be, but it is also just in terms of a composition and a piece of like you said, it has all of these markers of very eighties production and songwriting, which is why we're associating with Springsteen and these types of things. But it's very just of the moment. It's fantastic. It's really, really well done. The The modulation in it, it's, yeah, it's just beautifully composed. It, it's it's really like, this is, I have done this before where this song, not even talking about my rankings for this show, but this is a song where if somebody said to me that they wanted to hear more from Al or they wanted to learn more about him and his vibe and what he does aside from the parodies, this is high up on the list. Oh, for sure. Of, I Listen to this song and hear how great a pop songwriter he can be yeah as of right now where we're at with so we're we're doing this normally we would record one full album in a sitting we're doing it in two halves and and because of such i only listen to the the half that we're doing Mm. right now where i'm sitting i feel like this is definitely my favorite original on the album there, there's a later one that I definitely need to re-listen to. <laughs> I could see this genuinely being top 10 or top 20 when we're done the entire discography still. Like, this is a fucking bop. It, it's a strong possibility. This is a really, really good... You know, so this is, again, I, I, you know, we could leech into other episode territory here. A lot of the originals on this record I find really interesting for different reasons. And <laughs> we're going to approach a couple of... Like, they touch a lot of different markers this is an album where revealing a little bit more i think that the 
originals on this record really shine more than a lot of the parodies do. The originals on this record, I think, are are really, really good. And I actually do think that this plays a huge part in why this record is, even ignoring the success of Eat It, a part of why this cements him is that it does also show to at least fans, people who give him the chance and buy this record and throw it on, that he is not a one-trick pony. No. He is not taking currently popular songs and making them about food, and that's not his entire game. Yes. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I f- facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- what? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. I, I said this right when we were about to record, but I do think in 3D, even before I started listening to it, I remembered this being an album that I would have put right in the center. Um, I, I think that it's got... While it's got a lot of the highest highs for Al, Mm -hmm. I also think it has a handful of some of the lowest lows for Al. I think I might favor the record overall a little more than you. I think this is solidly in the top 50% of his records. Again, we're not through the whole thing yet. We'll see. I mean, maybe maybe my opinion will change as we continue here. But uh, that's in my perception right now that this ranks in the better half. Yes. Of his no, catalog. I, I would I would agree with that. I want to go on a little non-Al related tangent. Great. I love these. Let's talk weekly world news for uh, for a little bit. Sure. Are you a weekly world news guy? No, I I never aside from being I my only memory of tabloids ever is being a child and staring at them curiously. Okay. I don't think I've ever purchased one in my life. I actually know. I know I have never purchased one. Oh, in my see, life. I I was Mr. Weekly World News. Wow, Me and my brother. See, yeah. My brother has a full Bat Boy tattoo on his leg because of how much we used to get Weekly World News magazine as a kid. Wow. I actually donate it. Well, A, I interviewed the editor in chief of Weekly World News for Horror Movie Night uh, when they were running uh, a Kickstarter campaign to bring back the magazine in a digital format. Oh, that's and, awesome. And part of the, uh, so then I donated, I had to donate to the campaign because for, I want to say it was like $30, they sent you a coffee table book of every front page 
in the history of Weekly World News. Oh, man. And I've got, I've probably got like three or four coffee table books just dedicated to Weekly World News, like articles. And it was, I think I went through these phases where I was fascinated by it because it was like, how could someone believe this? Yeah. You know? But then as I got older, I just really grew to appreciate how sharp the satire truly was in what Weekly World News was doing. But like as he's making these references, I'm like, yep, I've read that article. Like I know that one. <laughs> like it's it's insane. And yeah, he's telling the truth. Every headline that he mentions is somewhere in the history of Weekly World News for sure. And this is what's so interesting about it, because it is like this is a great example of like he is writing a song about counterculture. Yes. Is really what the tabloids are. And that's the sort of thing that I did not appreciate uh, as a kid when I really thought about them or when I knew this song, you know. Um, it just seemed like goofy headlines to me. And, and But yeah, it's this like, it's it just comes up more and more with him. And as an adult listening to his lyrics and the things that he is interested in and that he likes to talk about, it's all different types of uh, embracing counterculture. Yeah. Uh, and this it, is a huge, huge example of that. And it's funny because it's told from a sort of neutral perspective, yeah. almost, right? Like I mean, he's it just, feels like it's loving. It feels like he at least does. gets the joke of what Weekly World News is trying to do. Yeah, Weekly, it's funny, too, because like with Horror Movie Night, I've covered this a couple times now, where there are just so many, not, especially 90s, early 90s movies, where Weekly World News is like a key plot point in in the film and the the biggest one that jumps to my mind is so i married an axe murder oh where, like, you know the what weekly... you know, i was just gonna say another big one is men in black men in black you know like all of those there's a lot of movies where it's like the joke is like oh this stuff that no one believes is actually is the actually only, true. like true yeah. news yeah like which is kind of the crux of the joke of this song as well i guess that's the perspective of our protagonist in this song for is, sure yeah this person letting you know like oh did you realize that all of this is actually happening yeah, they're keeping Hitler's brain alive inside of a jar. <laughs> inside a jar, yeah. The other thing that I think is really funny, as you're talking about like how this covers the counterculture, <laughs> I realized today that I always thought that Midnight Star was an actual magazine mm. that he was writing about, but there's another song on this album that's a person's name that I thought was a made up person, but it's the opposite. This is a <laughs> this is a made up magazine, but he's singing about an actual human being. <laughs> oh, there the you go. One. Yeah, I I guess I didn't know either because again, I was not as involved in the. I didn't really know the tabloid world very yeah. well, so I probably did for many years assume that this was a real thing. Although now, in hindsight, it makes total sense that he couldn't specifically it, yeah. reference an existing. Because I was thinking, I was I hadn't really sat down and paid attention to the lyrics on this one for a while. So like my memories of the song having not revisited in a while and just the name Midnight Star was that I thought it was like a similar, like I thought it was about like a similar tabloid as like the National Enquirer, right? Where it's right. like, it's not as outrageous as Weekly World News, but it's like super trashy, gossipy celebrity yeah. talk. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. but but then I'm like listening to the song today and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This is 1,000% weekly world news that he's writing a song about. Yeah. It's great. It's a it's a great, I feel like it, yeah, you know, we, we led with how much we love this song. I love, love, love this song. It's a great sweet spot for him where it's not too goofy. It's not too, um, 
dumb. They're not like it's not a song where like I liked it as a kid and now I look back I'm like that's pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like this is just a a really interesting subject to write about. The headlines some of them are legitimately funny. Um and again it's a brilliantly well-written the construction, song. The, yeah, the construction of the actual song yeah. is really the star of this. And like I said, there's that that key change or the modulation, I guess, is the proper yeah. phrase for when it when it bounces up. And it's like that happens, and like at the exact same time that that happens, they repeat the chorus, and now there's this like deep bassy backup vocal that starts to come in. Yeah, at that Steve time, Steve J, I think, is doing the. I was, he usually does those low BVs. Yeah, I was thinking that that was Steve J, and then there's a little guitar lick. That I think, I want to know your opinion. Mm-hmm. That guitar riff that kicks in for like 10 seconds, you think Jim West or Rick Derringer? I think that's gonna be Jim West. Although, okay. I guess I don't know. I probably could go either way. I, um, I checked the per, like, I checked the liner notes to see if it called out anything specifically, mm-hmm. and all it said was that Rick Derringer played guitar on the album at times. Okay. Got but it. I was like, if he played guitar on anything on this album, I feel like that little guitar riff, yeah, sounds yeah, like him. <laughs> I wonder if there was, or even just overdubs and stuff. I don't know. It's a good question because. This is a um, a somewhat well. It's interesting because this is probably in a lot of ways a less guitar heavy record. Yeah, there's a lot of synths on this record. It's a very keyboard heavy, which again is '80s. It's like fits the sound. Not to say there's not guitars, but I feel like there's actually less than the the debut record. I could be wrong about that. That's just my perception right now. No, I think you're right. I, yeah, I think because. Because again, we referred to the previous record as a very punk rock record, and I think part of that is because there's so much guitar yeah. kind of scattered around there. This is a very eighties record. Sure. And there's and there's still some punk attitude in this for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, but yeah. not nearly like that that self title. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this also would qualify we were talking about like the self title record is all accordion all the time. This would be his first original Oh, without where an there's accordion. no accordion. Yeah. Because this is all keyboards he was playing uh, at this point. Um, yeah, you're right. So I, that's an I didn't even think about that. Change, Look at that. Which is another big marker for him. That like that was another. We're talking about like at this point in his career, how is this going to move? And he's now not, you know, just the accordion player um, doing goofy versions of songs. This is like a major move in a new direction. No, I think you're right. Let's talk some rankings because this is our first original song against all of the previous original songs rankings um i know where this is going for me but i'm curious where it's going for you okay so i um i believe my currently top ranked original song is i'll be mellow when i'm dead correct correct it's i'll be mellow when i'm dead and then what's underneath that mr frump in the iron lung mr frump i am gonna put this at position two okay I am also putting mine at position two, below uh, Checks in the Mail. Below Checks in the Mail. You know, the episodes kick off with the song for a little bit before mm-hmm. we get into the conversation. And even 
even when I started editing it, I was like, oh, man, I really hate that I have to fade out of this song because like, I want to <laughs> just listen to it from front yeah. to back. I check Checks in the mail just based on my pure love of that type of music is going to... It might not be my number one, but that thing is going to be hanging into the top ten for a really. That's totally long fair. Time. I love that that ranks so high for you because I feel like that's a real dark horse candidate. No, um, it's never going to be my number one. But that's, well, it is right now. No, that's true. It's currently my number one. At yeah, the end of this, go. it will not be my number one. That's, that's fair. That's fair. But Spoilers I'm open to future. it being number two or three, even. Like I, yeah. I think it's going to rank real fucking. No, I, I, high I love that done. it's so high for you. That's that's great. And I'll be mellow when I'm dead is another that's just like I, I don't know. That's a real um that one's near and dear to my heart for yeah any number of reasons but but this is really like i mean you know this is midnight star is top tier stuff this is i agree really really good i agree you're listening to the geekscape network 